Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betfords. We are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me, as always, the Minnesota half of the show, Mr. Andy Molitor. We finally got the ugly football game. We thought we'd get Sunday night, Andy. It was just delayed about 24 hours. What'd you think of that mess? Yeah, I'm sorry to anyone who <laughs> said like there were entertaining moments but really like even the first touch and really i went back and looked at that box score i'm sorry if you watched that whole game and you bet new orleans and got the best of the number or even new orleans second half new orleans live like there was a bunch of new orleans numbers that didn't cover that had probably no business not getting home they were they were a better team they were the better team really not a lot of yard like 500 total yards between the two teams seattle had like 219 and 80 of it was on that one play where he essentially threw a guy down like if that's right. not opi i don't know what we're, what we're doing here but yeah an ugly game uh, drew was on the under he felt good about that <clears throat> pretty much from jump street that was a that was a real nice look on that under i know a lot of people did bet that down um yeah kind of a never in doubter on that one and um price picks almost got home they just decided to not throw locket i think he got enough targets he just didn't get the catches although the the elvin kamara my uh elvin kamara fantasy point he had a clear they scored that touchdown he had like 30 fantasy points so i'm guessing there's some of you out there that play fantasy that had him in your lineup that probably probably could have overtaken a decent uh deficit with uh kamara in the lineup last night i'm sure he was what in the uh in the millionaire make or whatever oh, you want yeah. to call it the showdown i don't know if it's million i don't know if it's the millie maker but the the showdown the main showdown slate for dfs i'm sure he was in the captain spot and anybody of of note who made any sort of money in that so big day from him gino stinks Jameis. Eh, you know what i liked it when he yelled at trey smith a little leadership there that made me happy Otherwise, the rest of the game stunk out loud. Yeah, the Metcalf touchdown was 84 yards. Now, how many, and again, you might just have this open. Don't look. How many total passing yards did the Seahawks have in the game? Again, 84 yards on that one pass. What did they get in total? Like, it was 219 total yardage. So probably like 150, 160. 129. <laughs> I was high. I didn't think they ran that well. Wow, they had 45 more yards. Well... <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they gave it their. I'm sure they gave it their best shot. That has to really, be some kind of really, record, right? Really, really ugly football. Yeah, can you imagine if they hadn't got that? Like, really, can I really. Go back to when they first started passing. Like for one pass to be such a high percentage of a team's passing yards. Yeah, we're like an army game where you know right. they, they run sixty plays and the quarterback is one for two for fourteen yards. Like back, those were those were fun. Where it was just like, hey, we're just going to run every down and we're going to pass one time if it's like fourth and fourteen. And we really need to score at the end. So, yeah, it was uh, – and there was a question. Patrick's asking this. When it was fourth and 28 from your own end zone, is it optimal to take a safety? I think some people asked, like, deck prism about that. It's – I think maybe in the past pre-rule changes for the onside it would have been. But the, the, the chances of recovering the onside kick have to be – darn near pretty close to the chances of gaining 28 yards on that fourth down like it was it, it's really really tricky to make that work on an onside kick now that they changed some of those rules and it's no the it's onside's, not time. the onside's kick after a safety is a punt right 
See, it's a free kick. You can do whatever you want. So you can so, most punt, most punt because their punters can kick a more optimal kick than a kickoff. So because it's from a different line, um, but you can onside after a safety. I've always wondered if anybody's played rugby or watched rugby, one of the plays you see a lot of times is they'll just punt the ball kind of high in the air or to get the play started, it's a drop kick, but they'll kick it high in the air about 15, 20 yards down the field, knowing that basically it's a jump ball. And I've always been curious as to why after safeties, teams don't try that more often. Basically just have your punter out there and tell them like, all right, go ahead and punt it like 20 yards, but see how high in the air you can get it. Send out the all-hands team and just do like a jump ball Hail Mary thing. Like, worst case, you probably turn it into a fumble. And again, this might be completely against the rules. I have no idea what you are well, and yeah, are not allowed Brinson, to do. But On, the, on I mean, the Sunday night game, Brinson and I were saying that. Like, it's so wet. The ball is so wet. Like, you should, on kickoffs or punts, they should kick it as high as possible. Even if you do call a fair catch, which you can on a kickoff, it's still slippery and wet. Like, make them field that ball for sure. So... Hopefully, yeah, the stretch of the rainy game, which went over, and the shitty game because of bad quarterbacks, hopefully we don't get a two-game primetime stretch like that in a while, although the Packers are missing a star player on Thursday. That still should be a good game, hopefully. I don't want to see the Packers get blown out in that one. I want something decent to watch. Uh, Tonight, no football. Not yet. Not, Not quite there yet, but there is a World Series baseball game it will be a baseball game that they're going to hold in the houston astrodome i don't know the name of their new park minute maid that sounds right it is not at the astrodome i was looking at memories of the metrodome earlier this uh this morning so i have domes in my head but i took a little bit on atlanta to win it to win the whole shebang as uh, they say, and not so nice terms in major league, but to win the World Series on the futures price there, you know what I'm talking about, Alex. So I didn't want to get involved in game one here, but I did find a prop I like. It is formerly Enron Field. I wonder why they changed it. <laughs> huh. <laughs> that's, 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 weird. That's, like, that's 100% correct. That's pretty funny. So. <laughs> oh, God. I did play one prop. I looked at a few. Um, I've seen some people on Maldonado because he has a good history against uh, Mr. Steakhouse. But all those stats are from, like, 2012 when Charlie Morton was a pirate. Like, I get, yeah, hey, the guy, if you just look at from 1,000 feet up, they're like, yeah, Maldonado had a really has a really good history against Charlie Morton. But a ton of it is, like, 10-year-old batting stuff. Like, I can't yeah. take that into account. So I thought about him over one hits or him over total bases. Altuve, a little a little worse, uh, I think two for 10 lifetime. And a lot of those are a little more recent, I think basically hitless with a bunch of ugly at bats against, uh, against Charlie Morton there in 2019 when they played, didn't play, didn't pitch against the, the Astros this year being back in the NL, but uh, Altuve, I was looking to fade him in some way, shape or form really, really juicy for under one and a half total bases. So I took somebody I liked a little bit in Austin Riley, over Jose Altuve, and this is total hits plus runs plus RBIs. It's just a matchup. It could push, I guess, but I got him at even money as Altuve is a minus 30 favorite here at a book that rhymes with Nevada. So I was able to find some fun matchups there. Otherwise, in the prop builder, there's just not a ton. I know the legal books have a lot of stuff. I'm probably going to dig into this more. I'd like to have a couple props. It's almost like the the national championship game or the or the Super Bowl. Like, even if you're not taking a side, it's fun to have a bunch of props. So this is one I will have tonight. 
and also tonight, more basketball. That's right. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. This Seven is one. Uh, right? He's starting, right? <laughs> back. Back uh, in the fold. No, no, no. I don't believe Ben Simmons is back in the fold. I believe he's no longer being suspended, though. They are now oh. calling him um, away with personal issues. Uh, not exactly sure what the change in determination is there, but I think hypothetically he's no longer suspended. Anyway, it is a Tuesday night, which in the NBA means a little bit of a smaller slate since we'll have the TNT games. You know, there's a few games. We'll talk about the Sixers game in just a second when I do have a pick. Warriors are playing the Thunder. Thought about it under there, but we'll see. I'll put that out on Betsbirds if I change my mind there. That's actually, I think, been ticking up a little bit. So if that gets to like 225, I will probably look at it under there. Rockets, Dallas, a lot of smart people on the Rockets. Just hard to trust a team that is actively trying to lose games at 221 and a half. As good as unders have been, Andy, and unders have been hitting at like a 57, 58% clip to start the season so far. I don't mind an over there. That might be a good spot to go with overs, which again, have been struggling. The Nuggets, they're getting seven. Again, a lot of smart people on them, but they're on a back-to-back. And um, it's something they did last year. If you go back and look, they would kind of sleepwalk through the first half of a back-to-back and a look-ahead spot. And we saw them do that last night where uh, they didn't really do too much in their loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, again, a lot of smart people I know on the Nuggets there. I just haven't quite gotten there yet. But my Philadelphia 76ers, despite the fact that um, Joel Embiid is questionable. He didn't get his rest spot against Oklahoma City on Sunday um, because Andre Drummond was out. It seems like Andre Drummond is going to play tonight, which means maybe they will rest Joel Embiid. I, I just don't see it. I think that this you know, is a marquee game here against the Knicks, a division opponent. Um, they're probably not going to be able to beat this Knicks team without Joel Embiid on the floor. So, I, you know, he had a night off. He did only play 33 minutes in Oklahoma City. If you go back and look, they weren't, you know, really high usage, high activity minutes. I'm hoping that he's healthy enough to play tonight. And at one, plus 105, you know, with Joel Embiid in, I have them about a two, two and a half point favorite here over the Knicks with Joel Embiid out. I do have it pretty close. The Knicks are about a one point favorite there. So happy to grab the plus 105. I, I do believe that Embiid's going to play. If he's out, you know, we got to, we'll end up having the worst of the number, Andy, but I don't mind it. I do. And somebody is, uh, the, the Ben Franklin logo is so good. It I don't is. think that, is that, is that an official alternate logo? So just some, it's, when the, when the new ownership team took over as a distraction for the process, they had a bunch of voting about, you know, what the Sixers mascot would be. And, and although they ended up on a dog, um, one of the options was kind of basketball Ben Franklin. And they've been going ahead and use that logo and a bunch of stuff. So I don't know if it's an official Sixers logo, but they've definitely used it for stuff. And you can certainly get stuff with it on it. I think I've seen somebody like with that on a hat or something. But yeah, it's it's great. Ben Franklin. I like it. He invented bifocals, for Christ's sake. It ain't gritty, but nobody's gritty. I mean, well, no one's ever it's, it's not the fanatic. You say one thing about Philadelphia. We got it's probably the best mascot city in the world. Really? We have the really fanatic, nice. which is like the most recognized mascot, I think. The United States or something like that. Tommy Lasorda beat the shit out of him. And now he got gritty. And now you got gritty. Speaking of gritty, getting gritty down in Bermuda. I don't know what that means. Just my poor attempt at a segue to golf. Is this the one where they're playing real golf or is this the points one? This is real golf. This is not. The Barracuda is the points one. Sorry. The Barracuda is the Stableford scoring one. This is a regular tour event that started as an alternate event. This is a full points event. So if you win this event, you will go to the Tournament of Champions in, in January. You will go to the Masters if you're not already in. 
this will get you your card for a couple of years. Like this is this is a full blown event where nobody showed up. Like this is a very very rough field to it because it's so it's it's still essentially is an alternate event, but a very big opportunity to somebody who needs to get you know wants to get into the Masters, wants to get in you know have their tour card for a couple of years. So like big opportunity because the top of the board is like Matt Fitzpatrick. I think Pat Patrick Reed is the biggest name here and it's not particularly close but matt fitzpatrick bezayden hoot uh, mito Pereira, adam hadwin seamus power are like the top of the board here so this is a decent one to take some flyers that's what i did i certainly wasn't going to bet any of those guys at like 20 to 1 so matthias schwab who if you go look at his stats not that great but has been playing very good on the European tour where he spends a little more of his time. He actually top 20 in his last two stops out there. Um, one of them being the, the weird PGA, which is kind of a, a split event there and the Andalusia masters mm-hmm. there in Spain. So he's playing better than I think people let on and you can see his price. He is kind of in that second, third tier there. Another one I took was Brian Stewart. Decent enough. Uh, I, I believe I took him. Yeah. Just kind of based on a short game. Decent enough putter. This is a short, scorable event, especially some of the early holes that aren't right by the ocean. They aren't going to get wind. If you have a decent enough shot off the tee and you're putting okay, you're going to score a bunch. He's been great with the short game. Good putter. Um, Where does that leave me with? Ryan Armour, another guy I've backed here and there. He hasn't been great of late, but he plays well in these shittier events. He got fifth at Barbasol, third at the 3M Open, eighth at the Palmetto. This is a guy, like all three of these guys, I'm probably taking top 20s on as well because I really do believe they will have decent rounds be in contention, but uh, who knows who the heck wins this one. And a bit of a long shot in Chase. Oh, man, I never – I looked it up once even too. It's Chase Seifert. I'm going to go with Seifert. That is the German Seifert, pronunciation Seifert, of this. Whatever. Yeah, Seifert, George Reach Seifert, out, let Chase us Seifert. <laughs> yeah, let, 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 us know, let us know, Chase, if you're watching. Again, a decent, uh, decent Bermuda putter. His stats haven't been great of late, but he's decent with his approach game. His last, uh, his last 50, 24 rounds, wherever you want to go, he's still a little closer to the upper echelon, upper upper echelon, but the upper third of this, of this, uh, whatever you want to call it, this motley crew of golfers that have trekked down to Bermuda, then his price indicates. So I have his price a lot lower than this. This is more of a. Uh, there's probably books out there you can find him buck fifty. I bet there's a 175 out there if you really went and hunted. I just grabbed some Chris numbers off the bat. I'm going to go hunt down the best prices and bet these four and find some top 20s for them as well. And I'm looking forward to hopefully this one's on TV. Ooh, I like it. I like that quite a bit. I'd sort of be able to find it. I mean, thanks to tennis, golf isn't quite the most annoying sport in the world to watch, but it's close. It is getting there. It is certainly. I'd love that with the uh, the Japanese event. Like that shit was on TV. It was 11 p.m. and I shouldn't have been staying up that late every night watching golf, but it was certainly on TV, and that made me happy. God forbid they put sports on for us to watch, Andy. I mean, I know that people must love watching people sit behind desks talking about stuff because that's all that's yeah. on. God forbid they let us watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue my segue. Speaking of watching sports in the middle of the night, that was actually a good one. I like that. We're heading heading to heading to <laughs> Coeur Mayor. 
which is in Italy, apparently. I think I said it was in France yesterday. I screwed that up. Apologies. Yeah, it's all the same over there. It's like food. Europe, Europe is like when the food mixes up on your plate and your parent says it's all going to the same place. Like, yeah, they're just states over there. That's an interesting choice of analogy. But ah, Italy. <laughs> they're close. We've got a couple plays here, and these ones actually start shortly. And as unfortunately, Andy, as much as I liked your segue, it was um, wow. ill-informed. Both of these matches start just after the show. Um, we look here. I, let me just double check. I make sure I got the times right. Yeah, it looks like about one oh five Eastern here for Kretreva Petkovic. Um, Kretreva, a younger player, but having a nice second half of the season. Pekovic, um, an older player who, who kind of checked out for last year for the most part, has been working her way back into form this year. The two of them play a very long match as I go back and look. Um, both of them are you know, in pretty similar form. I, I wouldn't say necessarily either player is playing much better than the other. The money line here is pretty close. I have this match at 21 and a half, was able to find 21 at standard juice and play it up to minus 115. Maybe 120 if, if you like. Um, 21 and a half at less than standard juice is probably okay. But again, I always like having that 21 if I have a chance. It's a pretty key game, especially in the WTA. If you've got a 7-5-6-3 or you know, a 7-6-6-2, which happens more often than you think. I, again, this would be a pretty solid match. I expect it to possibly go three sets. Thought about that one, but like the 21 better. Now, the second one, again, in Cormayor, which is in Italy, folks. Um, Di Giuseppe is going to play Paolini, two country women in front of a little bit of a crowd there. Um, Paolini coming off a title. Um, has been playing very, very well. But Di Giuseppe made it through qualifying here. Um, we like qualifiers quite a bit. I thought about maybe backing Di Giuseppe, but she generally has, has struggled this year. I think Paolini is going to win this match. But I expect it to go longer than 18 games. I have this at 19 and a half, not quite 20 myself. So to be able to get 18, there's some 18 and a halfs out there is fine. If you wanted to sell up to 19 for plus money, I wouldn't mind that either. Um, but again, like the qualifier here, to take a few more games than we expect off Paolini. Um, took the over 18 here instead of the plus six on the game spread. I think that there's a chance, you know, maybe Paolini. And he stretches this out a little bit and, you know, God forbid D. Giuseppe win the first set like 7-5, seven, 7-6 seven, or something and then get blown out the next two. So I like the over 18 here. But as you know, Andy, it's always tough with tennis trying to figure out which bet you like on the underdog. In this case, we'll go with the total. I'm, I'm about it. Get down with that. D. Giuseppe. I love that name. It's Jeez, like wait. these. It's like the the eight hundred disasters take. I know. Like I'm just. I'm trolling this guy. <laughs> I get. I get that these these cultures are thousands of years old and very different. But actually, you know what? Switzerland isn't. Switzerland is just France, man. Let's just let's be honest about that one. They're neutral. They're just a parking yeah, I mean, spot. It's just a transfer station. Switzerland is just like if yeah, France and Germany had a. Stepchild. They take care of the. Do they still take care of the Pope? Is it still the Swiss Guard? Are they still in charge of that? Yeah, I. The Swiss Guard aren't really Swiss. I believe a lot of them are just Italian people. I think well. just call them that. There's a there's an Archer episode about that. I'm gonna have to go revisit. So, yes, we <laughs> love uh, we love our Italian and French uh, listeners, followers, viewers, commenters. Um, quick shout out to WinBet. Some good promos over there. I'm not sure what the best one is. I think probably the bet five on a on an NFL team win a hundred bucks. Just pick out a money line favorite. It's like uh, it's like Survivor. It's like Survivor League where you just pick out the biggest money line favorite and they automatically win no matter what. And nobody gets uh, nobody gets kicked out of Survivor ever, which is no fun for anyone who's made it this far. But I digress, and uh, I'll tell you, 
to give us a thumbs up on the YouTube on the way out. Subscribe if you haven't already. Follow Alex on Twitter at underscore noops. Follow at BetSperts for any stats, updates, and information over there. I'm Andy MSFW on the Twitter machine. Like you guys, we'll check you out tomorrow for Wednesday.